Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Welcome to this episode of the Catalyst Podcast, where you will meet Dr. Michelle Veneziano, who is an osteopathic physician, adjunct clinical professor at Toro and Western Universities, and research faculty at the California Institute for Human Science. In this episode, we talk about the different levels of breath. We talk about energetic breath, personal power, flow, and how the way you walk can help you feel energetically aligned more than any osteopathic treatment, believe it or not. We'll talk about how to drop into that power. And her unique approach to osteopathic self-care is rooted in cranial osteopathy, a hands-on evidence-based therapeutic practice that sources both Western and Eastern philosophies to support the body's ability to heal itself. Through studies in both environmental design and traditional osteopathic medicine, she has come to appreciate the true balance and vitality. They are accessed through alignment with the natural world. We talk about this a lot in our conversation about noticing the surroundings and how energy impacts you and how you as a healer, if you're not regulated in your energy and not aware of the beauty of learning this kind of a regulation, it makes it harder to treat patients, both both osteopathically, conventionally, um, in, in whatever arena you have. She shares these practices and insights for awakening the doctor that resides within each of us, for connecting with who we really are, and for living in alignment with nature. So check out this really interesting interview. Dr. Michelle does not hold back. She talks all about her experience with osteopathy, flow, energy, and how it can help you be more powerful in your life. I am so excited to dive right in to a conversation with someone that I have been a super fan of for years and just wanted an excuse to talk to this brilliant woman. Her name is Dr. Michelle Veneziano, and she is a DO, much to my heart of the foundation of AT Still and his energetic medicine movement. And she's just taken this and expanded and given her own signature energy stamp on it. It's been great to watch all the work that comes from this brilliant woman. So Dr. Michelle, thank you for joining us on the Catalyst Podcast. I am so excited to be here. Same in both directions. I've been looking at your sparkly self and this is the really, well, what is she doing? I mean, even the whole hair and everything and um, I, I'm just couldn't, I was pinching myself when you reached out to invite me to this. Well, I'm so glad because what really took, well, so many times I've thought, I cannot wait to get into a room with you because I know we could just have a flurry of great conversation. But really what struck me was the idea that you're helping people learn about osteopathic principles with the idea of flow and embodiment and energy in the body. Tell me more about all of the wonderful ways that you really inspire people to dive back in and reclaim that somatic, you know, existence that that we're in. I don't want to put words in your mouth because you have brilliant words. So tell us more about your vision. Oh, 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 wonderful question. The thing that just came in literally is this radical 
nuance of, you know, we have this sense that, well, oh, I should do, I should anything, do more self-care. And I said, it's none of that. I want to take all of the obligation uh, association with this journey, this possibility of just basically being ourselves back to our original selves. It's an invitation to to drink in the magic and beauty that comes through cultivating this connection back to our original selves. It's like, oh, it's like, I don't, I actually, relationships with other people are just so beautiful and and nothing complex because the primary relationship with myself is intact and I'm, I'm simply fulfilled in every moment. And I, I just want that for every single person. That is so incredible because it is a gift and I think it's overlooked. It's too simplified in so many ways. I think you might agree that, you know, oh, get in touch with yourself, have some self-care time. And we don't understand that there's many levels. And what you have brought to the table is that wisdom that our bodies have that is beyond the mind, that if we can access that, (laughs) we are so powerful beyond reach. So tell me more about your experience in that. Oh, so wonderful. Uh, well, everyone, many people think osteopathy is like this secret society and it's so mysterious and esoteric and advanced. And I just want to take that off the table because it is it is a beautiful and thank you to, for naming A.T. Still, the originator of this you know beautiful way of being with the body who really was in the late 1800s, the origins of our profession. He's long gone and so many iterations have come. And, you know, the elders, uh, they have spoken to these things metaphorically, energy. They they haven't said it because it was almost not really a thing you could say until current times is really where this voice has, there's receptivity and the need is so, so deep. It's almost like, well, we're not going to take in that good thing until we just can't not do it. And I'm really speaking, I'm naming something very large, right? The world is in scarcity and desperation and, you know, isolation, disconnection. Those words are so relevant in the context of even the most recent, you know, events of COVID and all, all of that is coming to a head. And It's beautiful to, when you really understand, firstly, we're all born as experts, there's nothing advanced or esoteric at all about what I'm saying, that it's like settling back into, it's almost a setting, like a station on a dial, where if you hit it like a frequency, it's like you live as a breathing, expanding and contracting energetic, it's a breath. We live in breath, in a breath that's, synchronized with the planet and so the thing i just forgot that i just recalled is that the way that life works (laughs) is that all of life all of existence is in this expanding and contracting cycle and everything in nature happens through communication through spiral uh, forms of waveforms and so recently i had an experience where i 
had uh, so many, so many kind of scratchy disagreements where I was feeling kind of like a victim, which is really, really, really key, beautiful uh, understanding around that that I want to get to because I know now not to make those things wrong. So the world's coming to a peak. I was coming to a peak with all this scratchy interaction and then it shifted and all of a sudden my heart opened and I surrendered in this way that was brand new. It blew me away. I was literally standing talking to a checker at a grocery store and the way I saw this human and was able to connect was next level. And, you know, we speak about these things, but what the hell actually is it? You don't know till you get there. So I reminded myself, this is a principle of flow, that when things are, you know, they basically the waxing of the moon comes to a peak, the world, your life seems worse, more difficult, more impossible, hopeless than ever. That is the nature of change. Yes. And so, right? I looked retroactively at several months and then most recently, just me being so, there were layers of victim consciousness in my body that I probably inherited from my ancestors, you know, and there's, there's always a next level. So I love the work of, I think everything that speaks to this, regardless of the source, I say that's very osteopathic. Well, the work of say this whole victim consciousness thing, I love this woman, Lynn Forrest, and she said something. She's a psychologist that really teaches on this beautifully. Uh, many people do, but I, I love the way she brings it. Is that newsflash? It's not something you want to fix or get rid of. This is your teacher. So you don't want to live there, but you want to be open to navigating these waxing and waning cycles. So that's the nature of growth and healing. Right? I love this, Michelle, because you're touching on those ideas that are now permeating our conversations we're having across the globe, which is this ebb and flow, this expansion contraction. We talk about economy doing this. We talk about, you know, um, you know, just social progress and all these things are expanding, contracting in our days. I mean, how many of us have gotten up and had a great day only to be followed by a not so great day. And I think it's our human nature to try and clutch and white knuckle to keep balance. And there is no such thing as balance. It's all dynamic and all breathing. And it's meant to be these cycles of appreciating the neutrality of it is what it is. I love how you said not to label having, you know, this scratchy disagreements. I love the juxtaposition of those words. And often when we feel that in our body and we want to attach labels, it's about em embracing all of the labels. We are the drop in the ocean. We are the victim. We are the, and having this abundance mindset in your own clinical work as a health practitioner, navigating a system mm. that is broken, you know, learning that, yes, you can't fix it overnight. There's no way you can. You can't fix your situation if you're stuck in the throes of burnout or you're sensing that you're kind of spiraling. <laughs> this is the time to check in with your body, right? Uh, Here's the conversation going on in, on in my mind when you were speaking. Well, fixing is not even a thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's a, it's like, no, that's a, it's a, it's <clears throat> It's surrendering because the forces of nature and the wisdom in what nature is limitless. When we go into our head and we want to make a plan and we want to fix things, we're, we're out of that channel on the dial where the ease and grace 
is limitless. That's the flow space. That's what I'm naming. So let's let's take that analogy of waxing and waning to another uh, another focus, which is that problem identification, right? Osteopathy at its root is really about finding what's working and then letting that dominate and basically be the reference, whatever, you, you know, we know. Right, like amplifying, <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever you focus on grows, um, you know, energy follows attention. If our attention is on all the problems, right? So it, what we want to expand is uh, having, we want to retrain receive the beauty of retraining our focus to what's working we're all in so much distress and trauma that we naturally move into a sort of like a hypervigilance fixation on what isn't working so we can fix it and oh I'm a, I love this amazing analogy this brilliant healer that was someone I was working with for myself she said something that just really flipped the switch. It's almost like I'm done being a patient. I don't really seek out because it's all coming from the inside. That's something I want to transmit today. Like that's that's our birthright. That's who who we are is wellness expansion, it's fullness so much so that we can spill over in service of the world effortlessly in a way that nourishes us. So she said to me, it's like most of us were in this concrete room no windows and there's no ceiling but we're scratching at the walls and figuring out how to get out and if we just like oh looked up there's nothing holding us back except some kind of internal uh the thing that we're working with collectively and individually whenever we feel stuck is we're actually not we're We've lost our connection to uh, what would guide us to to freedom, I guess is the way that I want to say that. So I want to yeah. talk about some specifics about that. Like how do I how do I receive uh, transmit what I've received to the people that I support? Yeah, I want to name one more thing related to this, you know, uh, identifying of problems, a little bit of a mindset switch up on. You know, because we can all collapse under the kind of weight of, you know, oh, the environment. So, oh, this poison, oh, that disease, oh, you know, the air's not clean. And and I see that often of the perfectionistic achievement. We've got to make everything sterile and perfect and non-toxic and eat organic. And that's not also oh, the solution oh, either, right? You know? Well, it's tight it's not it's a breathing so hard state. yeah it's um, right and it's understandable i don't want to make that wrong but and um mm -hmm. we're speaking again to this way that we naturally fixate there's so much science on this i love to go into the physiology like think about this when you're in a panic attack the uh the, there's a tunnel vision where you only see what's right in front of you so our sight becomes so small it's the opposite of flow there's all kinds of physiologic aspects to it that i love to explore it's so fun well it's a very and sympathetic myopic of you right it's very sympathetic overdrive it's it's stuck in uh, it's a not breath so yes excess sympathetic and i love sympathetic i speak to that too because that's our mobilization and our ability to create but and 
needs to be balanced out by this place where we actually are connected to something much deeper that is our foundation and allows us to move into the world guided by sympathetic with a lot of power, right? So it's not, sympathetic's great. It just mm -hmm. needs to be balanced. So speaking to um, this thing of all these burdens in the world that could just blow us out. Most of us, honestly, I walk around in the world and I'm like that person's not in their body. They're not breathing. I can feel it from their energy. And I have compassion. And I also know that every single part of this is so beautiful and perfect. So I don't Ooh. really go into devastation. I'm like, what is happening now? It's incredible. And it's hard. It's so hard. People are suffering so much. So here's my little mindset, like flip on that. Uh, I'd rather call it a game. Is um, the experience that I've had from my personal journey is that, you know, mostly all of us are healers and I mean, in some way we have a journey that is you know paved by all of these challenges which i look back and go oh that's how i grew there that's how i learned that is that having basically cultivated this full body breath which in osteopathy we talk about the primary breath which is the energetic breath this way of being synchronized with the forces of nature such that they drive everything and do the work of being in a body and healing and all of that is that there's an expansion in our personal electromagnetic field and an integration or a uh, entrainment with the greater forces such that this measurable thing happens that you create such potency around you it's like a force field so these things these challenges uh, whatever it is, poisons in the food, uh, the the medicines that are injuring people, even the consciousness that is um, that is challenging us in and and injuring us, negative thoughts, limiting beliefs. In a sense, these are all things that invite us, challenge us to cultivate our personal power so they're no longer really relevant and i look at them in a buddhist sense of oh that's like a demon or a darkness that's challenging me to rise to the occasion and be this limitlessly powerful and intelligent embodiment of consciousness light love all of all of that is just there it's so simple when you touch it it's the it's the sky from the concrete box where there's just no limit yeah no i i agree that you know all of these things in our path are our teachers they shape us they are you know something that we can learn it's another i like to say another fucking growth opportunity afgo right you know you've gotta mm -hmm. gotta learn and so one thing you said in the past um which really captivated my attention is that the way you walk can do as much or more for spinal alignment than any chiropractic or osteopathic treatment. And that to me just like jumped out thinking, oh, but I'm a DO, like really? Tell me about that. I'm so curious. I want to name, thank you, thank you for speaking to this, that the way you walk is such an essential aspect of bringing out this force field and being able to be in service in this super powerful way. You're coherent. Your particular wiring and genius, when expressed powerfully as this measurable force field, is is a, your greatest source of activ activism in the world. And I was just in the bathroom before we started, and it basically, I've 
there's a there's a way to drop into that setting where you I was going to say we're doing qigong all, all the time we are it it's not a it's not a practice it's a it's resting back into our native breath and because it's spontaneous once we remember to live there there's no work in it at all i was in the bathroom i realize i'm treating myself every every moment it's spontaneous coming through me and i felt all these you know places in my torso that were reconnecting um re reconnecting their ability to communicate with my lower body and the ground and it basically we talk a lot um we organize osteopathy as <laughs> Taoist medicine uh, vedic medicine it's all oriented just different languages same thing around uh, activating this powerful central channel that's the reference of the entire uh, all, all of the ener layers of the energetic body so i am 59 years old nobody believes it and i never have pain and and i'm never sick ever so i'm the i'm the person they call when it's like a, a kind of a dicey situation in terms of contagion i actually treated active covid cases throughout the entire three years without any uh concern at all and that's a crazy this is almost a crazy thing to say Hey, have you visited the Catalyst Way yet? It's an online hub designed just for you, where we spark your creativity, passion, and flow to build your own self-expressive medical career. There's so much to explore inside the Catalyst Way. If you're a functional medicine practitioner, check out our Catalyst Studio Mentorship, your gateway to membership micropractice, with everything you need to grow and scale your functional medicine business, including private mentor sessions, masterminds, access to quarterly legal lounges, and much more. Or peek inside the world's first digital subscription delivery box service that delivers monthly content to make your functional medicine clinic run effortlessly, including customizable infographics, SOPs, templates, and hand-selected mastermind recordings. Or maybe you just want some entertaining and useful CME. You'll find that at the Catalyst Reclamation CME online course. You'll learn neuroscience behind burnout, embrace flow, master your calendar, fortify boundaries, and transform your burnout into boundless energy and joy using our three-step AHA method. It's approved for 10 hours of AMA Category 1 CME. Use the code PODCAST for 10% off. And because I'm a practical mom of three, guess what? The Catalyst Way also has tons of freebie content too. My favorite is the Catalyst Compass Quiz, which matches you to an ideal jumpstart strategy to find your spark. But I also love the free Catalyst Calendar Time Management System and Functional Micropractice Checklist. It's all here at the Catalyst Way. Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst to start coloring outside the lines. We're creating empowered, self-expressive clinicians as catalysts who lead healthcare transformation. Are you a catalyst? Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst now. Yeah, that is, it really is audacious when you think about it. And maybe people listening, we have young, you know, osteopathic residents or, or students and maybe active practitioners. What, what do you wish they knew about the practice and art of healing with your hands? What do you wish if you could instill a nugget of information 
What do you wish people knew more about osteopathy? Um, well, let's bring that through your original question that we, I can, I think we can tie that question with the one I haven't quite answered yet about natural walking. First sure, I'll say sure. it's all easier than you think. Um, and we're not fixing people. <laughs> and I have tons of medical students. I actually want to explain the training that I am just training. I, I've called it a class. There's language that I have to use for the, you know, governing accrediting entity. And then it's like bait and switch. We're actually in an alchemical space, which is radical. And for me, almost an act of conscientious objection. And I've navigated it so that I can, I, I just following my inner guidance, which comes from being activated with this midline thing. That's one thing I want to transmit. So the walking is related to all of it. And I teach this in my CME as a how does this heal your spine? Sure, it does. Mechanically, I just don't think about can I get a treatment? All of the doctors are desperate for treatments all the time. For good reason, we're overworking because people we're trying to do this thing for people that's so innate, we can't do it for them osteopathic treatment here's what i want to tell the students is that uh we're basically rebooting the person it's a integration of the physical body so that it works right we have stuck sleepy places they have to be reintegrated with the whole in order to heal but and if we don't get the piece where that person it's like it's like re it's like setting an idol on an engine, tuning up an engine, and then having them not know how to drive that thing to maintain that beautiful hum. It's literally a hum. At the, at the end of a treatment in my office, I say to the person, can you feel that hum in your body? Doesn't matter who they are or if they understand energy at all, they feel it, it's a thing. And then I say, I let them spend 10 minutes on the table, I say to them, I'm going to walk away. I, I want to remove my hands so that for 10 minutes or what, you know, could be longer, could be shorter. You tune into that thing and connect your attention to it so that you are tuning into that frequency on the dial and your own attention will not only drive it and maintain it, but have it go deeper so that the such that the treatment can go on for, you know, certainly days, weeks, months, in some cases, depending on the person and their, their ability to, um, you know, really continue to tune in with that particular uh, healing behavior that is emerging as a, yeah. yeah. And so natural walking. <laughs> If the world knew how to walk, it was this would be a very much simpler landscape across the board. And that's another radical thing I'm saying. It, and there's so many layers to it because our culture is so not flow. We're so rigid. And I look at how people walk and there's no wave going through, right? Like native peoples move in 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 at they we are we are movement we're not objects we're not nouns we're verbs they internalize that because they're living in this awareness of this wave-like nature of life 
And I'm, I'm naming something so basic. In primitive times, we survived by being able to attune to these subtle frequencies. That's how we knew what the weather was doing and what predator, where the predators were and where to plant. And, and then we talk in this culture about like energy medicine or awareness or energy, anything being so like radical and weird. And I just think, oh my goodness, which you all get with the program and read the research and allow this beautiful gift of ease and grace and freedom to come into your life. Sometimes I have little tantrums about it. Mostly I try to stay in the God space about it. It's all perfect. Uh, and so the students, I have medical students. My training is training. My uh, consciousness, com conscious community is an elective for osteopathic medical students. I probably could take MD students as well, but it's completely gone viral. I had no idea. I just had to do it. I just had to build the darn thing after years and years of thinking about it. And then it's a CME for physicians as well. <laughs> and everybody can be in there. I have a lot of non-medical people and the irony, 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 is that the doctors are so, and the medical trainees there were so, as well as my former self, well, firstly, brilliant. So we're super in our heads anyway, but we're so conditioned to run the mental channel that it's not the medical professionals that really, they have a harder time in my school than the people who haven't had that acculturation. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to have a, uh, Create a space where it's all okay and the doctors don't have to be shine and be the stars or know the answer. Right there, that very thing with all kinds of approval and acceptance and support and holding, which doctors don't know how to receive support and holding. That right there, I could I could do the, oh, the all, if that's the only thing that happened, I could say my job is done. So let's tie in natural walking again. So the the sangha <laughs> is uh, there's a whole forty hours of pre-recorded stuff. People just make their way through it, and we meet live every Saturday at this point at eleven o'clock ongoing, and that's when we get together and practice and invoke and open to receive whatever the heck is coming through. The radical thing about that, and we practice walking and all that. The radical thing about that is it's the first time that I have ever done quote unquote work that is completely for me. I, I, it's my, I don't do anything anymore. The whole, the entirety of that hour heals me. It's my, so no wonder I'm thinking, no wonder I don't need treatments. I actually get one every Saturday. And I have one student, uh, she's a teaching fellow. Sometimes they'll take an extra year and really do a deeper dive and guide the students and all sorts of, all, all of that. So we spend one week on natural walking in the class course platform and then practice. And she's a runner and she said, well, here's what happened. Took me about three months to really embody being a fluid. And she's a runner. And she said, what happened incrementally over time is 
She doesn't. Uh, firstly, she could run much farther. No recovery time. No injury. Needs less water. Needs less food. Because flow, being a fluid, <laughs> is an efficiency space, right? So my entirety of what I'm transmitting to people, firstly, is deeper than the words and what then the slides and what you see. It's actually an energetic transmission. Is the is the attuning to the roof. There's no roof. We we simply <laughs> there's an easier, more fun, beautiful way to do this. That's the foundation of osteopathy. That's what I believe Andrew Taylor still was meaning to give from his heart to the entire world. I I almost feel him in this moment going, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure, you know, this is embodying what a lot of the osteopathic principles are, which I love is that the body has inherent healing properties. You've touched on the fact that it really takes us just to notice the life. I remember one of the first lessons in, in our osteopathic lab at Kirksville, now AT Still University, you know, we were told to put our hand on a table. And as bright, you know, green med students, first year, the instructor said, is that table alive or dead? And we snickered. We thought, well, of course, it's not alive. But he was teaching us the very basic fundamentals of you can palpate anything and you can feel life force or the absence of it. But really, there is life force because it's made of, you know, particles and energy. But there, it's really interesting when you dive deep into those layers and meet some of these incredible osteopathic physicians that can tell that your parents got divorced when you were four years old just because they could touch your toe, you know, and, and just the amazing transmission of these principles of noticing the flow, noticing where that energy is stuck and how can we help it release that and allow someone to feel it in their own body is a permissive gift of surrendering that is beautiful. I love that you have this weekly sangha that you invite people to come in and just get comfortable again in, in their meat suit skeleton that we're walking around so they can learn how they can free their own restrictions and and feel better that's wonderful yeah. where can people find more about this flow cme oh i i have everything including a whole free self-study library on my website flowismedicine.com and i've tried to just make it all i've had so much fun with the process of how do i simplify this and just really get it out there in the most beautiful way it is my gift to the world it's my life's purpose that sounds and amazing. I, I, it, well, you're you need to be in there. I've been like, where is she? Where is she? I think you actually are in there. Anyway, um, not the live thing. It's so funny. I have hundreds of people in there, and it and people show up and they show up. I don't even think about it, right? People, yeah, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I'm like, that's not even a thing. What also isn't a thing? Well, I love the story. I almost feel like I journeyed back to that day where that teacher told Anno asked you to touch the table and I want to tell everybody out there I couldn't feel anything I, I failed my first cranial the most basic thing where you want to feel that expand they actually asked me in second year can you feel this expanding and contracting rhythm in someone's arm and I was I personally was so not flow and so dissociated from I wasn't in my body I could I didn't know what the, know what the heck they were talking about so I'm saying this because you know people might be listening going this is all just way beyond me and I want to say it doesn't matter who you are that is not a thing right 
That's that's the best way to conclude. You're right. We are all energy. We are all flow. We all have that sixth vital sign of creativity underneath the surface. We all have that mission to be great healers, but it starts with taking care of ourselves and making sure that we have what we need to you know, resonate and amplify our own energy in that radical way. I love that you've, you know, wrapped this conversation into this package of noticing and starting there, just noticing how your body feels, noticing where that energy is, where is it stuck? Where is it free? And tune in to Flow is Medicine. Um, Dr. Michelle has some great stuff. And if you're listening, please share this episode, you know, check out Flow is Medicine, give this to a colleague who might need a little more energy and flow in their life. So we can all be redesigning healthcare with more creativity and flow and less burnout um, and color outside the lines. Thank you, Dr. Michelle, for joining us on this conversation. This was so much fun. I'm so grateful. Thank you as well. And I'm sure this is not the last time we'll talk. Our our worlds will overlap again soon. Um, But until then, have a lovely day and everybody take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Catalyst Podcast. My vision is a world without burnout, and my mission is to teach 1 million medical professionals how to tap into creativity and flow to increase joy and well-being. We all deserve a medical career that is self-expressive, unique, and creative. You can help by signing up for my newsletters. One of my highest values is gratitude, so I love giving back. And each newsletter is gamified. The more you share, the more you win. It's easy to sign up. Just go to drlarasalier.com forward slash win. Thank you for coloring outside the lines with me.